Thanks for listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Our podcast has tripled in growth over the last year, and we'd like to say thank you. It's because of you. We're growing. The great thing about the podcast is that we're able to cover some edgy topics and discuss them in a very real way without having to worry about advertisers. To keep it this way and to keep it growing, we're asking you, our loyal subscribers, to give. Give at least about $5 a month minimum. Become a Patreon supporter of GP3. We will shout you out and include you in upcoming monthly e-blast. And there's more to come. At least $5. That's barely, what, giving up two gallons of gas a month? Go to our podcast page and sign up click the link to support our podcast you can do it here's the show Free from GP, ran to Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets. These are voices for the people that don't get to speak. Issues, black news, the conversation's deep. Shout out to Slick, I'm Nick. going in on the beat. iPods, Androids, or your laptop. These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie. Then came a long way from being homies on the block, from afros and braids, and now they at the top. You want facts? This is where I get them from. GP3, RTT at Gmail. Com. Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now here's Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. Round 132, GP3, Tommy B is here. Uh, I guess y'all have figured it out uh, that Sanu Estelle, sanuestelle.com, is only on every other week. So she's off this week. She'll be back next week. Hopefully, come on back, Sanu. Uh, sanuestelle.com, S-A-N-Y-E-S-T-E-L-L-E.com. Support her. She has a podcast on uh, sanuestelle.com as well as castropolis.net. And uh, you can... Uh, actually search her on SoundCloud with the Get at the Root podcast. Okay. It is um, Resurrection Sunday as we take this podcast. Not only is it true Resurrection Day, a lot of things got resurrected this week, man. You look at, you know, Tiger Woods, his career after so many years, he wins a master, Resurrection. Uh, Baychella, after a year, resurrected on Netflix. Uh, the Mueller Revelations, Resurrected and now Democrats um, have impeachment hopes again. Resurrected, but uh, I digress. So, but thank you all so much uh, for joining us, joining GP3. We appreciate it. And um, I'm going to get into sipping uh, some tea with Tanya B in just a few minutes and also some headlines. Uh, big ups to my man, Syracuse Mike. Thank you so much, Mike, for providing. Uh, the news headlines for us every single week. But first, uh, let, let's kick some uh, 365 Black and some shout outs. Um, big shout out as uh, I take this show uh, for John Singleton, director John Singleton, who's done so many prolific, um, just amazing uh, movies for the culture, man. Boys in the Hood, Higher Learning. I could go on and on about the number of films he's done, TV series he's directed, uh, he uh, has been or was hospitalized uh, after suffering a stroke, according to his family. Uh, Singleton's only 51. 
Um, but as you know, strokes have no boundaries when it comes down to, um, you know, especially in the African-American community and our health. Uh, he's done some amazing work, man, and, and uh, he has work, more work to do. So keep him in your prayers. Get well soon, John Singleton. We want you back. Make sure, you know, take care of yourself, man, and uh, get some rest. I know he's doing a lot of work, so uh, all all uh, all prayers go out to John Singleton. Also, a little bit of three sixty five black before we get started. Uh, Ella Fitzgerald, born April twenty fifth this week, nineteen eighteen, and Coretta Scott King was born April twenty seventh in nineteen twenty seven. Okay, y'all, let's sip some tea with Tanya B. Hey, y'all, she is back from Hollywood Road, ATL, yes. sipping the tea with Tanya B. Tanya, how you doing? How you doing? All right. Well, Tanya B. has left Hollywood Road. I'm now in an airport somewhere in America. <laughs> but, you know, I'm on a tour right now. So yeah. uh, we're going to start. We're going to kick off this week's tour in Houston, Texas, home of Beyonce. Everybody knows she lit up social media and she, she lit has. up Netflix on Wednesday morning at 3 a.m. Eastern time with her homecoming special. Wow. And here's the gag about the whole thing was very smart and calculated because Netflix has gotten an additional 10 million subscribers hmm. once Homecoming was announced. Wow. So Beyonce can really move the needle now. And it was actually really a cool thing because she was, again, making history as the first African-American woman to headline Coachella. And she's just making history, showing people who don't really know about the HBCU experience I'm one of those people, you know, really how it really goes down. So she led us into that part of her life, into her world. She talked about her husband, her children, the difficult pregnancy that she had and how one of the babies had a heart issue. Hmm. So she really put herself out there and she really gave people, I think, a, a, an intimate view. But just to realize what it takes to put on something of the magnitude of a Beyonce show. Coachella itself took her eight months to get it from A to Z and get to the stage. Wow. Everything from auditioning every dancer, the singers, the band, the drum lines, the costumes, the staging, everything. Uh, she rented out three separate sta sound stages to get this all together. So everything, you know, in Beyonce and Noel's family style was synchronized down to the batting of the eyelash. You can tell she put a lot of work into it. I mean, you can she really did, tell. and, you know, and yeah. she's very involved in it. Yeah. And the creative process, people think it's easy. Oh, you just get up there and throw some lights up there, get a cute costume, get a band, get a DJ. It is work, and it's very detailed work. It, she has a crew of fifty people mm -hmm. to make sure the shows go on. And the other good thing about it is. Um, she put out, dropped the live album, Homecoming Live Album. Hmm. And one of the things that everybody's talking about is her cover of that R&B classic, Before I Let Go, by Frankie Beverly and Mays, which you hear at every cookout, <laughs> wedding reception, repast, anything to do with you know, the African-American culture. That is Absolutely. part of it. Yes, but here's it a little known black history music fact. Hmm. The co-writers of that song, it wasn't just Frankie Beverly, Larry Blackman and Tommy Jenkins of Cameo are the co-writers of that song. Wow. Who knew? Damn, Larry Blackman getting paid. 
<laughs> um, Everywhere. <laughs> so, Beyonce said she always yeah. wanted to go to an Good HBCU, stuff. but of course she was in Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. And she said her college was actually the road, but her dad, Matthew, attended an HBCU and he graduated from Fisk. Mm-hmm. So she also wanted people to know that she is very much in touch with her blackness and who she is and what she looks like. And she feels that the HBCUs must be celebrated and protected. Good all stuff. right, babe. Good stuff. So, you know, with all of that said, she's still dipping it and doing it. And as we talked last week, um, when homecoming was first announced, that's when Beyonce was laying down and she said she went up to 218 pounds. I can't even what? imagine her being that size. Wow. When she was pregnant with the twins, twins I told yeah. you she was calculating and planning everything that became homecoming while she was pregnant. With the kids, because don't forget, she was supposed to do Coachella the year before, Mm -hmm. but she got pregnant with the twins. So she had over a year to plan that. And I'm telling you, young people, watch this again and again. This is how you have to trust the process, but you must invest the time if you think you want to be one tenth of what Beyonce is. Because she's definitely a pop culture Tastemaker, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you last know what this week is, it was the sneakers yeah. with Adidas, and yeah. now it's you know she Netflix. She saved Netflix. <laughs> well, this is good for Netflix because with with uh, the pending Disney launch, um, Star Wars, everything that Disney has in their arsenal, this is what makes Netflix special when it comes down to just you know tapping into culture. You know these exclusive opportunities that are new like this. I mean, this will keep them relevant, and they just have to do it a lot of it to stay relevant. So good stuff. All right, Excited. be consistent. And the yep. thing is, think about it. If you wanted to go see Beyonce, you would pay hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. just for Absolutely. the ticket. Yep. Here yep. in the comfort of your own home, you pay ten dollars and you get Netflix. You, you can play it, it over. And over and over. And trust me, people will be. They will be. You got to go from Houston to back to Chicago. Jesse Smollett yep. again. Tonight's edition of Sipping the Tea is brought to you once again <laughs> by the city that never sleeps. We thought it was New York. No. You can't close your eyes uh, in Chicago. You must always keep one eye open. Wow. Okay. And Chicago's two favorite I wouldn't say favorite. They're just like ants. They just won't go away from the picnic. (laughs) Well, as you know, R. Kelly is in hot water once again. Mm. And in case you forgot, he is actually being investigated by federal prosecutors Mm. for sex trafficking in addition to everything else. Wow. So, anywho, okay, here are two things. R. Kelly is broke. Mm. You know, some say his bank account is $625, some say $13, some say $13 overdrawn, but he owed a lot of money to his landlord. The landlord said, I want my rent, Mm. which means R. Kelly's out of jail, did the 28-second concert, got paid $20,000, but he's now two months behind in child support, so he's probably going to end up back in jail again. And what do, what do you think? What do you, what do you, what do you think the end the end game is in this? Uh, the end game is he is going to end up broke and broken. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not John Gotti because mm-hmm. he's not a Teflon Don, and I think it's really going to break him, bring him to his knees. And if he does get permission to leave the country, the best thing he can do is not come back because mm-hmm. it's not like anybody's really checking for him. Yeah. And if Donald Trump gets mad, he might put him on a Trump Tower because I heard he's not paying to stay there either. Amazing. But wait, there's more. 
What you got? Uh, I read a great uh, article in the New York Times this week, and you may recall the singer Sparkle, the one who R. Kelly allegedly watered his plants on her niece. Mm-hmm. Well, she's coming out and speaking yet again. It was a great article, and she was just talking about how uh, when this whole thing started, R. Kelly actually threatened her and threatened to ruin her career if she said anything. Wow. And, and uh, her career is pretty much her passed. family, once again. <laughs> her career is over. Well, you know, I won't say over, but, uh, you know, it, it, it hasn't really been uh, in the forefront since the last big song. And that's been how many? Which in, was her only big song, which was only. Be Careful What You Say To Me. Yeah. And yeah. after that, uh, you know, he threatened her again. She went on to Motown, recorded an album, mm-hmm. and it didn't really do anything. But she's speaking out again. And this time she may get called back to court to testify yet again. And she said she's not wavering. Mm-hmm. She is not afraid of him and his threats. And once again, her family has turned on her because of Rob. Mm. I'm like, what has he done? He can't brainwash and pay people off anymore because he doesn't have any money. True, true. So true. So I think you know he. I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to swim. What is that river? Lake Erie. But I don't think he can swim. So <laughs> he's done. That's it. He is just done, done, done. And another person who's just about done, also brought to you by the city of Chicago, is Jesse Smollett. Jesse, mm. Jesse, Jesse. Yeah. Well, as you may have heard or not, Jesse was filmed having a very intense phone call with someone named Ryan talking about how he got off with this alleged hate crime hoax in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And he was pacing back and forth. And he says, I didn't do any of this. The charges were dropped in his mind. He still thinks he did nothing or did nothing wrong. So he's like, oh, you got to believe me, Ryan. You got to believe me, Ryan. Hmm. Who is that? But anyway, he appeared very tense and you know, he was sued by the city of Chicago, and I don't think he has the money to pay them. But the thing about it is, when the new mayor, Lori Lightfoot, takes over, that whole $130,000 lawsuit just goes out the door. And but this is the quote of the day. You know, the uh, state's attorney, Kim Fox, who dropped the charges. Right. OK. Is allegedly quoting. Is this Leslie? <laughs> I'm laughing. I know this is too funny. She is allegedly quoted as calling Jesse Smollett a washed up celebrity wow. who lied to get attention. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you know, but the mayor, now, let me tell you, the mayor has already said that this isn't on her radar. You know, she's pretty much said she's not pursuing this as you know, it's not on her agenda. Done. It's not on her agenda. But, but wait, there's more. Oh. You know, Jesse had auditioned for it and was due to actually probably hit the Broadway stage and he was cut mm. from consideration. It was a, a revival of a play called um, Take Me Out. And it's about a mixed race baseball player who comes out of the closet. Go figure. That's really hard for you to play. Oh, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. So he better just hope that Empire stays on a few more seasons because... That's it. I'm, just, I'm not. I'm not. I'm that's, not here for him right now. That's I'm the really claim not. to flame, I fame. He needs to go yeah, immerse yeah. himself in LGBT, real LGBTQ um, community issues, become an activist. Because again, his records aren't selling. Yeah, people really aren't checking for him. Mm-hmm. And if you really think about it, mm-hmm. what were we doing before we heard of Jesse Smollett? More than likely, the same thing we're going to be doing after Jesse Smollett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, you already mentioned on a previous show that Empire's ratings haven't increased or gotten better through this whole in the toilet. Yeah. In the toilet. Yeah. 
So, yeah. and it's interesting because Terrence Howard can go do something else. Taraji mm-hmm. can do Absolutely. something else. Yes. Tasha Smith can go do something else. Uh, Gabby Sidibe can go do something else. But there are some actors in this story like him, like Yaz, that were either on their first acting job or just people that we really hadn't heard of before. Yeah, yeah. Well, keep a watch on so, it. Keep a watch on it. Jesse um, went on and messed up the church's money. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. speaking of church, let's talk about the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Queen of Soul. You know, her documentary, Amazing Grace, is, is really buzzing as well. And Aretha Franklin, as she continues to make history long after she has gone on to glory, mm-hmm. hallelujah, uh, Aretha is being honored with the posthumous Pulitzer Prize special citation. How about awesome. that? Awesome. Good stuff. Uh, it was The information was released on, on Monday. And usually, you know, you get this when you've done other things. And, you know, but it's a shame most of the people that have this thing are dead. Country mm-hmm. singer Hank Williams, Thelonious Monk. Hmm. Anyway, but anyway, she makes history as the first woman. Mm-hmm. to earn this special citation prize since this prize was given out in 1930. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Absolutely. So she's had an iconic career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and she was another one who did a lot of things for the civil rights movement and just people in general, but she did it anonymously. Yeah, absolutely. So she's one of those people that really wasn't looking for, the, you know, she had enough accolades. She was the queen. Yeah, yeah. So Rita is still riding to the freeway of love and heaven's pink Cadillac and still <laughs> dipping it and doing it. And if you get the opportunity, whether you're into gospel music or not, please go see amazing grace. You know, it's real gritty and grainy. It wasn't made with all this high tech, you know, foolfulness and whatnot, but it just tells a great story. And I kind of say this anytime you can get Mick Jagger to go to a black Baptist church in Compton with James Cleveland. <laughs> I'm going to see that. movie. <laughs> Let me ask you, uh, Samuel Estelle, who who calls the show with me um, was was um, we were at, we were talking about why Aretha fought to keep this under wraps. Why do you, why do you think she kept it under wraps? I've heard people say it was vanity. I've heard people say that it just you know although you know it was done rather cryptically because it was the seventies, it wasn't up to her standards. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, the album that came from this movie, even today, is the best gospel selling album, hands down, bar none, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you have people like Aretha who could really sing flat foot in church, she could show up in a muumu, a turban, <laughs> yeah. and some house shoes, and she would still yeah. shut it down. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and maybe she may have wanted to you know, do a little bit more. And also just keep in mind that um, that really is a, a real reminder, an emotional reminder of her about her father, the late Reverend C.L. Franklin, because even you know, 10, 15, 20 years after he passed away, she would still get choked up just saying his name. So yeah, I think yeah. there was something emotional tied to that as well. Good deal. Good deal. Tanya B, where can folks find you? They can find me on the gram. I am T-Bird, T-B-Y-R-D, Atlanta. Again, I am the advocate and the champion for independent artists and labels. I want to educate you. Make sure you get your coins. Make sure your business is in order. And make sure you don't just know the show. You've got to know your business. Broke ain't sexy and it's not cute. Not knowing to quote my mentor, Patty Jackson. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, uh, Tanya B., thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time. And, always, uh, always, I know you, you know what we next that? week we're going to be in Nashville at oh, the NFL yeah. draft. So you know I'm going to be digging for tea in Nashville. <laughs> I, I know Boston. you're traveling. I don't think we'll get you on the show, but I, I'm, I'm going to beg you to try to get a report in. So 
Anyway, yeah. you know, if, if I can slide a little something, something in, you know, I'll be doing it. Absolutely. All right. And doing it well. <laughs> All right. Y'all Tanya B. Tanya B is out. See you. Peace out. Out. Yeah. Thanks so much, Tanya. Lots of news happening in the world. Here's headlines with my man, Syracuse Mike. Mike, what you got? He said it's one of the hardest he's ever had to win just because of what has transpired in the past couple of years. That's what Tiger Woods had to say after winning the Masters and his fifth green jacket. It was his first Masters win since 2005 and his first major win in 11 years. When I tapped the putt in, I I don't know what I did, but I, I know I screamed. That's Woods on CBS after his win. The last time he had a major trophy in his hands was 2008 when he won the U.S. Open. White House spokeswoman Sarah Sanders says President Trump did not wish any harm in his Twitter post criticizing Democratic Congresswoman Ilhan Omar's comments on the 9-11 attacks. Omar has faced death threats and some Republicans have accused Omar of minimizing the attack, while critics of the president say he took Omar's words out of context in order to stoke anti-Muslim sentiment. A call for Twitter to delete President Trump's account. AURN's April Ryan with more. Former Democratic Philadelphia Mayor Michael Nutter is calling for Twitter to revoke President Trump's Twitter account after the president put up an altered video against Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Twitter must consider suspending Donald Trump, the president's account, because in my view, he is using the Twitter account as a form of terrorism and terroristic threat against a member of Congress. I'm April Ryan, AURN News. The president has continued to lash out against Omar for what some consider disrespectful language she's used to describe the 9-11 terrorist attacker. French President Emmanuel Macron pledged today that his country will rebuild the fire-devastated Notre Dame Cathedral. We will rebuild the cathedral and we will make it even more beautiful. And I want that to be done within five years. Macron threw an interpreter. The cathedral spire was destroyed and its roof gutted, but the bell towers were still standing and many valuable artworks were saved after more than 400 firemen worked to contain the blaze. 14 hours after began, it was finally pretty much put out. Fundraising to rebuild the cathedral is already underway. About $700 million has been raised so far. The House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees have formally requested testimony from Special Counsel Robert Mueller. That's Attorney General William Barr. A redacted version of the Mueller report was released Thursday. That means some of it was blacked out to protect sensitive information. One quote from the report, getting a lot of attention, came when the president first learned he was being investigated. He said, oh my God, this is terrible. This is the end of my presidency. According to the report, there were multiple acts by the president to stop the investigation that were unsuccessful, largely because the persons who surrounded the president declined to carry out orders. April Ryan has more on some of the other findings in the report. The report's focus deals with 10 episodes on the president and obstruction to include efforts to have Jeff Sessions take control of the Russia investigation, conduct towards Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, and the firing of James Comey. And when it comes to obstruction of justice, the Mueller report 
report says if we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, we would so state. Based on the facts and the applicable legal standards, however, we are unable to reach that judgment. April Ryan, AURN News. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate it, man. New episode of my podcast, uh, the You Need to Know podcast. Uh, you can find it at castropolis.net, and it's just about every place that this podcast is found, but definitely just go to castropolis.net. You'll find it there, and it also streams uh, every single week. Uh, but this week, I spoke to Ray McKenzie, entrepreneur, businessman, business consultant, mentor. Uh, he's owner of Red Beach Advisors, and I want y'all to hear a sample of the interview, which uh, actually will be available this week on the You Need to Know podcast. I was I was reading a post. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Roland Martin. Uh, he's been, been on yes, CNN. Uh, he's got his own digital media company, Roland Martin Unfiltered. And uh, Roland pointed out that there uh, are 2.6 million black owned businesses in America. And of that, 2.5 only have one employee. So it, it points to what you just said. Uh, seven years ago, um, I guess there were like 1.9 million and 8. million had one employee as well. But seven years ago, they were doing 110,000, I guess, on average in annual revenue. And today, only uh, 54,000 in annual revenue. What are your thoughts, man? Are you know, are you seeing businesses put all the work in without giving, getting the, the revenue return? And I know with your business, again, a little bit different. But I think when when we have a business of your caliber that can work with mainstream companies, you know, there's still the old, the, the adage of the rising tide floats all ships. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that uh, when, you, when you take a look at it? So we'll take the first thing is we'll take the number of black owned businesses and the number that has one employee. Um, you know, I think in, in business, whenever you're structuring a business, you have to get to the point to where you can actually hire employees and you need you need to have the annual revenue to be able to do so. Um, and a lot of a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs do not know that path. You know, if you take the revenue number saying it's 110K in annual revenue, you know, how much of that goes to expenses for the business? Mm -hmm. And then you see you could subtract maybe 20 to 30K from that. So then you say, okay, well, I I then have a gross number, a net number after expenses of 70 to 80K. So from there, that's the salary for some person. Yeah, that's how they kind of live their life. So they can't say, let me take another 30K of that 70 or 80K and provide that to an employee simply because then that changes their quality of life mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. So they think, gosh, I'll just keep all the money for myself and not scale appropriate. You know, and then you go even further down to where it's fifty four thousand dollars in annual revenue. And at that point, you really can't justify hiring an employee. At that time, unless you go have a bank, have a line of credit or um, uh, different resources or take out a loan or or other other means. So with that, you have to think, you know, that's why you're seeing a rise in or a consistent increase in the number of businesses that only have one employee. You know, the revenues don't justify being able to go out and hire other individuals. Um, Now, in terms of the total number of black owned businesses and those that have more than one employee, 
you know, we just have to provide guidance in terms of what's the proper way to scale and grow a business. You can find out more about Ray McKenzie of Red Beach Advisors. All the information will be on the podcast page, uh, especially the You Need to Know podcast page. Uh, the You Need to Know podcast is out this week, hopefully within the next day or so. And you can subscribe at castropolis.net at castropolis.net. Make sure you go there. Also, speaking of castropolis.net, you can find this podcast there. Everything you need is right there. You can stream it every Sunday uh, via our stream station. Also, follow us on Instagram, GP3Homies. Follow us on Twitter, Homies underscore GP3. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, search GP3Homies. Also, don't forget, support the podcast, the way you keep the stream going. Keep the lights on. <laughs> All that good stuff. Just be a Patreon supporter. Support us at castropolis.net. That's C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S dot net. Thank y'all so much for checking us out. Show number 132 is in the can. Hope you have a great Resurrection Sunday, and I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much. We out of here. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SB2G, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.